0: Okay, welcome to episode 10 of the Secret Strength Podcast.
1: We need um like Nick Diaz to be like, Secret Strength Podcast by day. I oh know, train <laughs> by day. Train train um, intelligently by day, add a nutrition and plenty of sleep, and then before you go to bed, listen yeah, to Yeah, please Trent. don't do anything at night besides get good sleep. Quality eight hours sleep. Yeah. Nine is preferable. In a cold, dark room. Yeah, quiet room as well. Yeah. Okay. This episode is titled the importance no strength training the importance of strength training for athletes
0: yeah Um, so we're just gonna preface this with um we we know strength is obviously hugely important for powerlifting so we're not really gonna talk about that at all it would make no sense it would make zero sense we're mainly gonna focus on athletes like field athletes team sport athletes and weightlifters because for some of you
1: this may seem obvious you're like how are you gonna talk about what are you gonna talk about strength training is important for athletes but you would be surprised at the amount of people, athletes, so we're talking about just real athletes as we've been calling them because it keeps the consistency. you know what I mean? So I'm sure weightlifters will understand too and um, we'll bring in some cross too but for mostly, this is for athletes yep. or just, je- actually just everyone, every non-strength sport athlete. Yeah, why yeah, strength yeah. Sport? It's why strength training is important for you because you'd be surprised at the amount of people who've been like, um, let's say they'll be like, they'll look at our off-season athletes program and be like, how's that gonna help me yeah they're like I need stuff from sports specific and uh, it's not how it works in the gym because there's nothing there's nothing in the gym that's sports specific
0: no 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 unless you're like lifting a barbell yeah so everything else
1: is not sports specific like people want to focus on like their speed drills and stuff and they're cute you know it's nice (laughs) but they're first of all it's not for us no one come to us for that no just stick in their lane we c- we could definitely help with that, but that's not what we're here for. No, we're not going to offer any coaching services for speed right now. No, what we're offering is strength training, like hypertrophy training. So if you if you let's say you're a rugby player, yep, or the American, not equivalent but lesser equivalent NFL player. <laughs> let's say you're you're getting hit by people consistently. Yep let's say we have one man who's 80 kilos yep. and there's a 120 kilo man running at him yeah very fast very talented man this is elite like this is high yeah. level sport now right he's running fast you have an inflated bit of rubber that he wants <laughs> right and you're you eight have what was formerly a pig's bladder formerly a pig's bladder in yeah. your hand your buddies are nowhere to be seen no he's running fast at you would you rather be 80 kilos and never have back squat in your life or would you rather be 95 kilos with a 200 kilo back squat, high bar, upright, no belt?
0: <laughs> Which would you rather be? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick 95 kilos yeah. with a decent back squat, four abs, yeah,
1: maybe fifths and the absolute on the, opposite, on the on yeah. The deep I'd arm. want to
0: have a decent amount of forearm vascularity, yeah, and um, penis skin forearms, yeah. So like. The thing is with impact sports, right, where you're hitting someone or someone's hitting you, yeah. The weight obviously matters. Like so, it do, it does. It genuinely
1: yeah. just comes down to
0: in like impact sports like that.
1: So if we're just talking about protecting yourself, like the, the, yeah. your body weight just
0: body weight is so important. So like momentum, the amount of energy coming into that, yeah. Like it's mass times velocity squared. I, so I, it's like it is. I hate when people
1: say that, but it's in this in this particular scenario it does apply.
0: Math move math.
1: Do you know when people talk about it in uh, in strength training? And like, you know L Simmons, no, sorry, that's too obvious. Uh, Louis S., <coughs> when he talk when he talks about um how he defines his like training, you know. Yeah. And he throws out formulas like that. Yeah. People need to stop doing that.
0: People do need to stop doing that.
1: First of all it's not applicable. <laughs> and of second of all, of course it's this, it's that thing like you're just doing it's yes, just, the simple thing the we're park. not living in a different dimension where no. it, the those physics don't apply all of a sudden <laughs> so it's totally irrelevant it doesn't help your training and like you just sound like a jackass okay when
0: getting back to it yeah weight is important but also the strength and power you can bring into the head is so important yeah so like you were saying
1: earlier so like if that if that 120 kilo man is running at two miles an hour as opposed to three and a half miles an
0: hour yeah it's huge crazy like huge difference yeah um and speed is exponentially more important than the actual mass he's running with but so we want to be a bigger player Mm -hmm. so we can shield the impact better if that size comes in the form of muscle then we have even more protection around the joint because we're able to develop more tension around the joint and then we're able to bring our own bit of speed if we're just going to take like two steps before we tackle him so if we have more muscle
1: so if we have a lot more adipose, we might be able to take it's better Adipose is fat for anyone who doesn't know if you have a lot more obesity <laughs> you you might be able to take it better but yeah. if you have more muscle you will definitely be able to produce it's a lot better
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and we all know the best way to make the muscles the mushels the mushels <laughs> to make the mushels is uh, is from strength training yeah and if you're an athlete you need to be doing that in the off season
0: yeah so then Gurf, what would happen if you were yes doing a sprinting sport okay So your 100 meter sprint is your discipline. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're in training camp, right? Yeah. So would you rather be the 70 kilo super light thin sprinter Mm -hmm. who has to do 10 sessions of sprinting a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or would you rather be 75 kilo sprinter who does six sprint sessions and three gym sessions a week? would my gym
1: sessions include 140 kilo power cleans and yes maybe 40 kilo dumbbell split squats like
0: no they wouldn't include those but they would include heavy power cleans
1: i think i prefer to be able to man power clean (laughs) 140 is there a possibility right that the the set if i was a 75 kilo sprinter that i'd be running faster
0: Mm, yes yeah because you have more muscle you're going to produce more force the other thing is, if you're doing the same amount the sprinting sessions as someone else, you've also the ability to put your body under a lot less strain, right? So yeah, if, yeah. if somebody's 65 kilos or 75 kilos, if they're lighter than you, they obviously don't have to put the same force to propel that body forward. Yeah. But it's a smaller muscle unit will have to contract each time.
1: Yeah, like you're putting force against the ground. Yeah. So you need, like at a certain point you just need more power really
0: yeah and then when you start looking at like things like repetitive strain injuries around the knee or around the ankle joint mm-hmm. if you have like good well developed quads that aren't that y- where you have no imbalances mm-hmm. being produced yeah. you're not going to get the same amount of repetitive strain injury as you would who's someone who's just kind of say a natural oh, natural sprinter who just does the sprints mm-hmm. and doesn't do any accessory gym work or anything like that
1: what about if I'm I'm not a field athlete What if I'm A UFC fighter Not a UFC An MMA fighter Yeah Would you rather be 60 kilos Very very flexible Your yeah. weight class is like 63 or something right
0: Let's just have no weight difference No
1: weight difference Okay 60 kilos Yeah Say you're both 62.9 Yeah And you've never done any strength training
0: Yeah
1: Or You're 62.9 kilos Yeah You're just You know um, Ivan Ichenko that yes. boxer You know he's yeah. like a Little just fucking just Little pit bull Little fucking pit bull Yeah Or you look like Fucking uh You did You may have never Been to the gym In your life
0: Yeah Who Would you prefer To look like A triathlete Yeah Or would you prefer To look like A little pit bull Little pit bull You've been pounding The roads as a triathlete You've been running a that Yeah So you've a great You've a great engine On you right But Knees a bit sore Yeah but the engine Doesn't really help you In the first round Or the first oh, two pitbull. rounds or would yeah, when a pit bull is trying to bite you, so if you have a neck made of iron,
1: <laughs> you know, he's trying to squeeze your neck, and your neck is just you've been doing so many deadlifts, yeah, and great You're position, thick. thick deadlifts. You've been doing fact, evening standing dumbbell press. No one's knocking you over, like no one's taking you down unless you want to. Yeah, yeah. You've been pressing thirty kilo dumbbells half your body weight for <laughs> reps, you know. You're fucking doing
0: weighted pull ups, weighted dips. You're just a. Fr- I'm getting excited. Yeah, so I'm excited geez. for the pit bull so right obviously all these examples we've given now
1: are all but they're all doing very easily so yeah,
0: they're super like everybody can see them in their head right yeah but everybody can also see I'm obviously going to pick the little jack dude or I'm obviously going to pick the NFL player who has a 200 kilo back squat, or I'm obviously gonna pick like the sprinter who's doing some gym work, right?
1: Oh, you've seen Mighty Mouse Johnson, actually. He's yeah. He's so like he they like they reckon a lot of people say he's one of the best ever pound for pound, you know. Yeah. But have you seen the shape he's in? Yeah. Yeah. It's Crazy. crazy. Like, yeah. And I know people are like, oh, like if you um, if people don't it doesn't always look better. And I know that's fucking whatever. Like. Yeah. But you
0: want to be but if you're putting yourself in the best position, you want your meat vehicle yeah. to be in the best shape it can possibly be.
1: Definitely. Like, if you if you have the option between t- 20% body fat or 10% body fat yeah, and you're the same weight, there's just, l- let's say 13, what's the optimal range for body fat for athletes? They say it's about
0: uh, 14 to 16.
1: And it's a bit higher for women, isn't it? It's like yeah, easy. yeah, yeah. So you obviously want to have the optimal range. Like, you don't want yeah. extra adipose tissue, no matter... No, no, no. Like, if you have great skill plus great, mu- like, high quality muscle tissue... Yeah. You just there's just no reason not to do it.
0: No. And it's like it becomes a thing where people in certain sports will use it as like this little badge of honor, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That is a thing. We're not doing any gym training this season. We're just really skill. focusing on skill, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We want to become like really like become tacticians you know yeah yeah but like why why can't we develop all of these like? it's
1: well-meaning and i understand yeah. this. and i and, and i get the kind of uh i get the kind of the feeling behind us yeah the notions you know because yeah yeah if we take about weightlifting we have that kind of notion too of the the bulgarian style of training where you're just the lifts yeah just i, I get that ro- it's really romantic right yeah let's let's so like we'll put aside that for a minute the programming how to program that like you know but I don't know why people want to do that because they're lazy to run programming yeah. but I, I get the romantic notion too like we all kind of we all love that idea of justing snatch clean and, jerk and Yeah, and I, and I get that in sports where you just do your sport you just do you're just a oh my god
0: you'd love it it'd be unreal yeah yeah yeah
1: but unfortunately none of it works like that
0: no and, and uh, another unfortunate thing is that with most sports we aren't able to practice them enough to get super good at those physiological areas like so yeah. you're not able to play enough rugby games where you're unbelievably good at sprinting yeah it just you know? is and like or else if you play that many you're fucked you, you like know
1: it's the, the average distance you'd run there in that rugby game is probably 20 kilometers a week more less
0: less 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 yeah
1: 10 15 even
0: um but it's it's even if I'd it's 10 like, yeah 15 maybe
1: that's like 15 kilometers of sprinting like I don't know that's yeah
0: extremely high speed
1: i know sometimes you're kind of jogging a bit but most of the time you're and it's it's real adrenaline fuel sprinting yeah so yeah, it's, yeah it's very fatiguing you know very like yeah high level of stress rugby game or f- i'd say very high i'd imagine very yeah like, let alone concussions and stuff yeah like another
0: culprit sorry gonna say. so like all the examples we gave at the start right they're super obvious i
1: have another example as well because i think a lot of people you know Running is so big now. Yeah. Do you know the Great Limit Runners on there recently? Yeah. There was, I can't remember how many thousand people did it. But how many runners do you know who have injuries?
0: Oh, every single one. I'd say every that Every runner I've ever coached yeah. has a repetitive strain injury or has a, an old injury that they deal with on, I'd say, a weekly or daily basis.
1: Like I'd say of all the people who don't do strength training in sports, I'd say at the moment, runners are the biggest culprits. Yeah. By far Because there's so many people Who I think it's probably From the fact that people Go to the gym And they're like oh, They, they don't know what to do It's really intimidating Lifting weights is hard It's yeah. kind of boring
0: If you don't know what you're yeah, doing Yeah 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 And you're not Like you're inside Yeah You've probably been inside All day at work Yeah Last thing you want to do Is like go back under those fluorescent lights Yeah Where
1: you get that Runner's high You do 5k You don't really know You don't have a plan You're just running
0: Yeah you, you sign feel up. like You're losing weight You're yeah. great
1: You sign up for the 5k or the ten k, or let's say it's three years on the line, or whatever. We still get the runners high or whatever, yeah. and you just sign up for the whatever the run is, you know. And, you, and your knee starts getting sore and it won't go away. Yeah, you see what doing marathons? It's those people, like people are absolute skeletons after marathons. Yeah, it's it's a super impressive feat, you know.
0: Unbelievably impressive, yeah. But and it's it's hard training to get there,
1: and like a lot of people, like they they kind of it's a badge of honor again. Yeah. Getting those injuries. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. marathons tough, like. Yeah. I no doubt it is. We're not running marathons. But no. the injuries you're getting from those are, could be mitigated by a lot of, not even a lot, of two sessions a week.
0: Yeah. So, like, all the examples that start, super obvious, right? Yeah, super yeah. But then once we start getting into, like, the minutia of, like, the weekend 5K runners, right?
1: Because there's there so many of them as well, you know. Yeah,
0: and what, like, the advantages are huge. So, you have the advantage of, like, injury prevention, obviously. Mm-hmm. Achy knees, yep. achy ankles, heel spurs, um tendon issues, performance increase the performance increase then is the second thing, right, yeah, so you the performance increase of your posture will stay a hell of a lot better,
1: yeah, and they say good runners have a minimum amount of um upper torso movement and head movement doesn't it, yeah,
0: so like you're talking about somebody who's unbelievably well developed in the core, yeah, um upper body wise in terms of traps in the back of their shoulders are very well developed because they keep their chest open and their shoulders pull back. Yeah. They don't carry a lot of muscle in their upper body but it's very like a very strong very like it's type basically slow touch muscle fiber. It's just postural stuff, yeah. right? Then in terms of when you go down to their legs their knees won't be tracking in and out. Do you know if, if you Big walk by... VMO. Yeah. And it is like it's yeah. development lower down in the quad. Yeah. Their knees won't track in and out. If you look behind a kid when they're running right yeah yeah. you'd see their legs flailing and their knees flailing yeah because yeah. they're underdeveloped yeah if you go to these 5k's a lot of the time what you're seeing is knees flailing legs flailing people's yeah. heels smashing the ground yeah, yeah yeah they'll sound like a fucking cango hammer running across well, it's another thing actually quite running isn't it yeah. yeah so you get huge performance increase just by being able to stay in a better running position yeah and then your stride becomes more efficient because you're not stomping on the ground you're not swinging your leg in a semicircle to bring it back in front of you you're only moving in a single plane Yeah,
1: and you've like they were saying way and if you're moving those single planes you reduce any of the variables like systems don't get destroyed like they don't like bearings don't get fucking messed up from when they're running perfectly it's when they deviate from the norm yeah that's when things get fucked up so like they were saying if you're you're not running in that perfect position we can all imagine that in our heads You know, we all know what that looks like you know Quite runner, minimum head movements, knees tr- tracking perfectly. Yeah, and like you reduce some on the injury. It even seems obviously. You look at that, like you know. Yeah. you see
0: that something is going to go wrong. But I think a big problem then when we have these runners is right. So everybody's busy, right? Yeah, they might get out three times a week, saying they're if they're on a fairly consistent program three times a week. Long of sessions running. too. Long, Long sessions. Like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, the last thing you're going to do is go to the gym on those days. And then if you've like a spouse or a family or whatever, then you're talking about adding in an extra gym session, right? Yeah, it's hard luck. Yeah, and what we're trying to do today is be like, this weight training and, and resistance training and becoming a bit stronger doesn't have to be you going down to the local powerlifting club or CrossFit gym no. and starting this big, intense process. This can be you at home.
1: Four or five different kettlebell weights.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Kettlebells ke- are perfect. Some terra bands Yeah.
1: A few terra bands Yeah. A hip circle. And if you had like a six kilo kettlebell, a 16 and a 26 or something, yeah. something on those lines, 24 or whatever, you could do such damage. And even if you gave up one session or if you, so let's say in the middle session, Instead of going for an hour and a half of a run, you do yeah. twenty minutes first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you do, you do things like goblet squats. You do things like love goblet squats.
0: Side planks, side planks, starfish planks. Yeah. Lateral leg raise with a band around your ankles. Single leg RDLs,
1: reaching for the kettlebell. If you can reach for the kettlebell.
0: Inchworm walkouts. Oh stop! Quarter squats. Crab and this. Walks. This is something that we're, we'll have a program for. At some stage in the future, we don't have it now, but we definitely will be like a kind of five k, ten k runner. Yeah. Two or three day a week, nice efficient sessions. Standing, oh,
1: bottom up kettlebell presses. Yeah. The damage you could do with throw three kettlebells and the performance, and like you can literally do it at home. Get your fucking yoga mat. I feel. Yeah.
0: Mat. Yeah. Everybody is yoga mat.
1: Goblet squats are a big one though. I love those. Yeah. Baby's just good for her. and like what else?
0: Uh, rose probably a good one. Yeah. So, like, anything where we're just building better posture, making ourselves a bit stronger and, like...
1: Unilateral leg movements, too.
0: Yeah. And you're talking about improving your ability to recover from your running sessions, Mm -hmm. your ability to be a better runner and to run better. Yeah. To run better times in the races you run. Like, it's benefits all around. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. And it's less miles on the road as well. For other athletes then, though, the, the movements
1: are a little bit different yeah they're a bit more intense so if we take people like um, let's see, we have throwers listening or yeah. like javelin or shot put or discus power or athletes power athletes like that you're going to obviously have a lot of s- like so it would seem obvious you would start with some single arm stuff yeah like dumbbells kettlebell bottom up kettlebell presses standing presses cedar presses landmine presses I kind of I kind of feel like it's not a bad idea I'm not sure I feel like those because I don't feel like
0: the landmine press with the barbell. Yeah. See, they have their place, right? Yeah. And I think they're just vastly overused. They're very popular. Yeah, they're very popular because it allows S&C coaches or athletes to bring a level of dynamism in that you don't get with like a kettlebell or a dumbbell. And I see where they're going with it. Yeah, it I is nice because your yeah. one degree of movement is is retained, right? Yeah. Or yeah. is constricted. Tr- and then it gives you two more degrees of movement outside. That's So it is. It's a nice exercise. You can do like big compound movements with it, and you're you're trying to make it
1: specific. Yeah, you're, you're well intentioned, specific, yeah. specificity, 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 specificity. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But you're trying to. It's well intentioned, but it's it's uh, it's kind of misguided because yeah. there's just realistically there's just no need.
0: You no, don't need to do that because no, that's what, no, no. This gym session isn't for that. No, and if there's if you get one takeaway from today's podcast is yeah. when we're in the gym. We do general. movements that make us better Yeah But they're not the same movements we do on the pitch On the field yeah. On the road On the track Whatever On the court being stronger Just makes you stronger at
1: everything Yeah This is probably like the biggest takeaway If you just stop listening now And you're like Oh fuck them Just being stronger at anything Will make you stronger A little bit at everything else Yeah So There's no need to be doing Like lateral hops With a disc Onto a No And We see those You know you see those sprinters Doing the like a bar in their back and they do like their single leg box step jump onto a box and there's just there's just no need just do a lunge if you're going to do that you know there's like if we look at those like those shot putters if they started doing things like weighted dips yeah building arm strength you know
0: weighted dips cheetah rows yeah anti-rotation things to build like trans-abdominal strength love them Yeah. They're fantastic. Really, really good. And like they're all part of a nice well-rounded program. Not very fatiguing. No. And then obviously your bread and butter on those for the power athletes on their programs are heavy squatting. Yeah. Heavy power cleans. Yeah. Probably not a heavy deadlift from the floor, but then you need something that's going to really kind of challenge the hip hinge.
1: Trap, How do you you feel about trap deadlifts? Too close to the squat?
0: I think they're really good if you can't get someone to back squat well. Usually though... Or another place they're really good is if say now, if we have a shot putter for five weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice because in five weeks, you're not going to teach them how the power clean. No way. You're not going to get them squatting heavy enough to make a physiological difference. No way. So then suddenly the squat becomes somewhere where we build a bit of volume, but we put in like a jump with the trap bear, or we put a trap bear against bands, and you get like a really dynamic bilateral movement. I, th- I
1: feel like... The trap bar have to be better for a higher rep, but heavier weights if you can, or yeah. heavier or if it to Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because the, the single reps just don't fatigue you enough. No,
1: nope. you're not getting any quad kind of uh, no, en- no, no. engagement there. You know, and
0: you see, it's because the range of motion is cut down again. You know. Yeah.
1: In fairness, a lot of times you do see throwers and some of those power athletes. Or, um, they kind of seem to understand. Yeah, they do. Or their coaches understand that the gym work is super important? Yeah. Sometimes it's, I, uh, dumb. It's probably the only way to say it. It's not good. And a lot of times
0: you think it's misguided.
1: Misguided, yeah. That's probably yeah. ignorant of what needs to be done, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you see Manuel there and stuff, the people yeah. they know the gym is necessary and they're in the gym. But they might not necessarily understand what needs to be done in the yeah. gym. So you wanna like keep it the real basic stuff is, yeah. is always the best stuff. You, and you, like when you are you know coaching elite olympic athletes you can start doing things like
0: yeah and when you're pushing the boundaries you know at the moment if you're a rugby player mm-hmm.
1: you can't squat but double body weight or something
0: yeah can't. your your session is going to look incredibly similar, similar. so like your strength or power session mm-hmm. to a shot put thrower mm-hmm. that shot put thrower session is going to look fairly similar bearing some upper lower body discrepancies to a sprinter's session. Yeah. You know But the
1: the differences are much smaller than the
0: similarities that's the thing. Like and it, like Bardo Bardo's marathon
1: runners, everyone yeah. else's are all going to be really close together. Yeah,
0: so like you can bundle people into strength and power athletes, um, then maybe a small bit of power and a small bit of endurance, like a soccer player. Yeah. And then you're talking about just pure endurance. Yeah, like the, they're out really out there by themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, ev- still, all three of those groups still need gym work, and they still need to be strong. I think you see
1: in mixed martial arts. Obviously, it's it's incredibly recent sports. Yeah, their gym work oftentimes, from what we can see, is
0: probably the most misguided, super misguided.
1: You'll see, like, because the, they're doing high rep, because they they're kind of it's also kind of a power plus endurance sport. Yeah. They bring their gym stuff to endurance work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, so like, the power athletes from athletics will have such watershed from the former Soviet era of highly, sp- like, intelligent sports science work Yeah, that yeah, just carry yeah, yeah. through by accident. Regardless of a lot of the people might know why or what they're doing, they're still doing it because n- it was just all of a sudden. And then. because the textbooks will have been written by yeah really well-informed people. Incredibly well-informed people. Whereas because mixed martial arts is such a new sport, you you get people who are mixed martial arts themselves and would have no background in any kind of strength training. And then they're trying to kind of be creative, I suppose is probably yeah. the fairest way to say. Yeah. They're trying to make the gym session specific to the martial arts, which again is well-intentioned, but... But there's no need. Oh uh, Yeah, there's just no need. No. Like I understand, again, that you're like, oh, I need to keep this specific
0: yeah. to the sport. But it really is counterintuitive and you're just
1: kind of wasting time sometimes. You're wasting
0: time and you're adding yet another area where yeah. something like a repetitive strain injury could creep back in. Yeah, You know, if if somebody's doing three or four striking sessions per week or they could be doing, depending on their level, striking every day. The last thing we need to do is bring them to the gym, get them doing some sort of power movement and then supersetting which strikes to a heavy bag. Yeah. Which we see every single day like you know i remember you see gsp doing um
1: hang power snatches yeah really high rep hang power snatches and again like i understand and it's cool that he was trying to use olympic lifts yeah which uh, definitely have a place for some fighters yeah if you have if you have that time to do it with them but no like that's probably not not high rep no no singles yes singles would just the opposite end of what you need to be doing you know yeah
0: and like for those who can't hit the positions like a snatch high pull you know still really really good um, but keeping them at loads and at a volume that's applicable to yeah. what you're trying to get out of it
1: like I, I I keep coming back to this idea in my head of it's always kind of just kind of those big ones you know but even like things like those weighted body, body weight exercises yeah. for if you're an athlete you know Really controlling your body weight, with like weighted, you know, weighted dips, weighted pull-ups. Those things
0: are yeah, yeah. Weighted push-ups, weighted sit-ups.
1: Everything like that is so important. Yeah, like in in the off season, that's your time to shine with those, you know. Yeah. Like um, we were just talking to a badminton player there recently. Yeah. Uh, just this evening, and he's in the off season now, and he's trying to get his back squat up, and he understands that the back that weight training is super important for his sport, which is great to see. Yeah. But he just wasn't really sure what way to go about it. And he's still doing a couple of sessions a week for the badminton. And he's in his off-season now. So you'll see when we whenever we uploaded it. Yeah. That
0: so you're talking about kind of, he was doing roughly five sessions a week. Yeah. Um, Which, realistically, to try and gain strength and power and gain any amount of muscle is probably one or two sessions too many. Yeah. For sure.
1: So we were saying, just just take that that hit to those badminton sessions. It's yeah. Yeah. Take the hit Your off-season If anything you need a break From playing badminton yeah. You need a break from the skill Like let alone From repetitive stress injuries You're just talking about Just a break for your brain Mentally mm-hmm. And just really giving it So like Roby would follow The same off-season uh, Time frame kind of Similar um, Yeah it seems like. You basically
0: get the summer off Yeah
1: So use that summer To train three times a week Yeah Eat a lot of food A lot of good food Do like just
0: Have a bit of crack
1: Yeah Relax in just have three sessions a week where you're like, I'm going to the gym now. Yeah. And I, I, you enjoy the gym. Like yeah. A lot of, th- like, on season, if you're in any way high level player is stressful as fuck, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and it's not, they're not enjoyable, right? You might enjoy playing your sport, but realistically, if you're training. It's stressful. In excess of four or five times a week, yeah, yeah. it's stressful. You're not going to enjoy going to training every day.
1: Whereas adding. 10 kilos to your back squat will be
0: super enjoyable because it'll
1: feel fucking great you know
0: yeah it'll It'll give you a real sense of ownership over your training yeah really like it'll set in stone that you can put out a goal out there yeah and then go and achieve that goal because it's something you want to do for yourself getting like
1: so it's especially when you play sports it's very hard to see numerical objective increases in your performance almost impossible whereas if you add 10 kilos to your back squat you know you've added Ten kilos, your back squat, yeah. and it's super easy to say, and you could tell all your friends and everyone else in the team will know that you squatted two ten and you've the highest back squat in the yeah. team now or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've done two ten, and there's no one can take that away yeah. from you. Whereas, let's say you're, um, or oh, you, you're a forward or something, European. You, yeah. you're never scoring a try like your.
0: Yeah, and that's where like
1: how do you, your performance? You might be playing blinders of games, but you just I and mean people might tell you, but you're still like. Jesus, how like that's
0: and that's where you think standard normal athletes, non or amateur athletes, yeah, um, it becomes a bit disillusioning, and you see guys in their mid to late twenties mm-hmm. becoming a bit stagnant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the early twenties, they've probably broken onto a senior team, um, or the adult team,
1: a big dog, and then
0: it's like all I want to tr- do is bake through onto the team. Then all I want to do is sit on the bench, or like firstly all I want to do is be asked to go to training. Then all I want to do is sit on the bench. Yeah. Then I want to get that fucking starting jersey after maybe two or three seasons. Yeah. Then I want to keep the jersey, and then it's like you're, you're the consummate player. You're there. That fucking jersey is yours, no matter what, because you're extremely skilled in that position. But then, how do you go forward and set a goal from there? Yeah. Like what? what It's now your yeah. It's now your like fourth year Mm -hmm. starting. You're, You're becoming a senior player within the squad you're helping other guys on the team, but how are you going to help yourself set some goals? Mm-hmm. And I think strength training can become a really n- a nice little area where you can yeah. say, this is mine. I'm going to take responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. Even if you're working with an S&C coach in a team. Yeah. Um, a lot of times now it will be. A l- yeah, a lot of clubs, amateur clubs will have S&C guys. And all that is is a five-minute conversation with your s guy and go, look, I want to achieve this this summer. I might want to gain some body weight. I might want to lose some body weight. might want to gain five kilos on my squat, 10 kilos on my squat, mm-hmm. Um, whatever that goal might be. And suddenly you've taken something that's really measurable. Yep, very measurable. Hugely <laughs> controllable. So objective as well. Yeah, it's just and super. It's, it's not going to be, obviously don't be like, oh, I want to put 40 kilos on my squat. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. 16 kilos of muscle. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I want to get leaner too. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do it. Set something that's achievable. Yeah. Go and fucking achieve that in the off-season and then go back to next season yeah. and be like, we're going to fucking own this.
1: Like if you, let's say you're in those early 20s and you're 22 and you've you've kept your jersey for the last two years now yeah. and you're, you're a solid player. You you have maybe another 15 years yeah. of off-seasons in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you add 10 kilo every off-season, you're going to be a That's s- a big-ass squat. <laughs> you're going to be a stellar player by the end yeah. of it and the knowledge you'll have gained from that strength training ability to help other teammates you know pass it down with them yeah like you've just so many benefits from that
0: and setting an unbelievable example for other players on the team as well you know
1: and you'll probably look way better <laughs> which is not to be scoffed at because those jerseys are tight and no one wants to look that <laughs> and um, it'll also just mentally in the off season this place for everyone everyone was in off season most most. Um, a lot of sports are in really off season really yeah they really yeah, yeah. do yeah. have off seasons it gives you um it's such a, a a change of pace yeah because most sports have so many variables like we were saying like Robbie is just an example because it's closer to us I suppose yeah is that you just like it's barf like I yeah, say fighting or boxing you just don't really know if you're getting better it really no. objectively. like so it is and it's such a total different change for everyone involved in sports it's just a different pace the gym work is so different.
0: Yeah, so controllable. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah. yeah. You can
1: really you can give yourself some serious confidence. Yeah. Of controlling all those sessions, you know.
0: Okay, so let's jump away from sports and, and non kind of strength sports for a second. We're just gonna talk about weightlifting because it is something that weightlifting coaches disagree on a lot. And yeah. it's like it still baffles me that it's a sport of lifting weights. Yeah. And some coaches still think it's th- it's actually not that important to be that yeah. strong, you know.
1: A lot of amateur coaches too are like this yeah. now they don't they don't really and for us, you know, for me even they're thinking I'm kinda like it took me a second to really be like, Oh actually there is is talking, like it does it still happens, you know, and it's it's unfortunate because Yeah. Oh my god. Let's say if you took if let's say so we're not a fan of this now, but let's say you do look at elite lifters and normally we say don't look at elite lifters yeah. for their idiocritic syn- syn- like don't look at those irrelevant differences, yeah. look at the usually say it's nothing to do with you, yeah, it's nothing to do with you, but in this case, let's say all of them are bullshit strong, yeah, crazy all of them. strong. All the ones you're thinking of your head now when you think of elite weightlifters, when you think of Tento, Lu Zhao think of um, and
0: like the female lifters, are, off. it's even more obvious, you know, yeah, they're because you, you say you see females that are achieving weights in yeah. squatting and pulling that 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 fucking nobody achieves, you know, like
1: you see, um. Toma Lourdina there. She's tripling
0: 170. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did 180 for a single.
1: Very tidy reps. So yeah. Like sh- I think she's done 200.
0: Incredibly strong.
1: If you look at um, like, l- like Tento Paul's squatting Frost, front squatting 200. Yeah. 260, 260, Jesus. Paul's back squatting 300. You know, sick reps. Like yeah. so strong.
0: Yet, when we look at the amateur scene yeah. and the club coaching, mm-hmm. they...
1: It's often neglected, unfortunately. It's
0: completely neglected and they get so... And what kills me is it's really with youth athletes and really with female yeah. athletes that it's they're it's like, no, you're not going to go near any of that now until you're snatching. And then you see someone snatching, and it's always these loose, yeah, floppy fucking catches.
1: Which, which do you think is going to injure your athlete more? Let's say you've 16 0 lifter and he's super yeah. talented, him having clean jerking 110 and the bar just absolutely murdering him, yeah, with his squat of 125, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. with him doing he's plenty of time, let's say you know he's talented. Him doing a super easy 100 yeah. and back squatting 150 and the bar, s- like he's just destroying that. He's dominating that bar. Which yeah. do you really? Because we know, we know weightlifting doesn't uh, stunt people's growth. Okay, so which which is going to yeah. interest them more? That yeah, 110 yeah, bar yeah. crash or that slick 105 or 100? Yeah, which is going to happen? Like it, it's a, it's unfortunate that people, even in weightlifting, are shying away from. And we do see it like youth athletes not pushing strength.
0: Yeah, and we and it's it's easy to and it's the best time. The it sooner is. you have it, so the easier this to keep. Anybody who's coaching underage athletes at the moment, yeah. the first thing you should start doing, So assuming they're between the ages of kind of 13, 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. start measuring their height every two months yeah. or every month ideally. um, And you could start measuring something called height velocity. So what? that's how much they're growing. So yeah. the speed they're growing at. And just after that starts to slow down, right? So yeah. say we have baby Gurf and he's 13 and he's 150 centimeters 155 centimeters 162 yep that keeps going up and then that starts to slow down right they haven't stopped growing but peak height velocity has i I did yeah you probably did i did yeah (laughs) peak height velocity has probably just stopped what you then have is a physiological system that's primed for growth yeah so all those growth factors are in the system now all those uh bone are growth plates at the end of their bones are still primed for growing and ad- ad- adapting. All oh, the testosterone. Um, all the home. testosterone. Everything that's in their system yeah. is primed for adaptation and growth now. Yeah. And that's the stage at which you push an athlete. You because, don't push them when yeah. they're super young, you know. No, no, no. You no, monitor no. it, and yeah. that's like you'll hear everybody talking shit about one particular coach pushing youth athletes too early and too fast. To be honest, if they're monitoring the things that they he probably is monitoring, yeah, you're not pushing them too fast. You and know? there's a reason you have youth champions. Yeah. What is it, like 75% of it's world champions? It's, higher. It's,
1: like it's, it's even higher than that. It's something crazy. It's like yes. over 80% or yeah. more. Like it's, it's so that stat is,
0: of the male world champions, over 75% of world champions junior have world champions. been a junior world oh, sorry, champion yeah, yeah, too.
1: Exactly, yeah. A perfect, like, And the thing is, with strength as well, strength takes so long to build. Yeah. It stays around for a long time, right? So the sooner you build strength the sooner you can use the strength and the easier it is to keep that strength. And you don't have to develop that strength in conjunction with the lifts later. No, no, no. And you, if you just learn focus on yeah. your lifts. You if have you
0: this requisite amount of strength, this also, requisite resilience against injury.
1: The sooner you learn the skill of getting stronger, it will be much easier for them to learn, uh, increase that skill later, you know? Yeah. Like you don't want to learn after eight years of uh, weightlifting when you're 20... Are twenty two learning how to grind back squats? Yeah, you don't like you no, want to learn no, that no, when no. younger. That should be something that's when it's in lighter the tank. W- when it's lighter weights. Yeah, less damaging. So when you're twenty two, you know how to grind out 260 in a safe, strong position, as opposed to like when you're fifteen when you've been learning it with one hundred and twenty kilos. Yeah, because realistically, weight is relative to a certain extent, but at the end of the day. 120 kilos and 220 kilos or 220 kilos. Yeah. There is 100 kilos different no matter who you are what you're doing. No, right?
0: and no matter what body weight you are, it's just more fucking weight. Yeah. Um, so, so, moving kind of briefly away from weightlifting. Yeah. We touched on it there about youth athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's these rules of thumbs thrown around all, rules of thumb thrown around all the time about. Multiple thumbs. Nobody should start weightlifting or lifting weights until they're 16, 17, 18 if you have a coach who tells you that mm-hmm. or anybody who tells you that involved in sport they've been grossly uninformed gave them two fingers yeah and it's probably a thing of like if somebody's if you went to a mechanic and they suddenly started telling you your car was a ford mm-hmm. when you can clearly see it's a toyota yeah you wouldn't fucking leave your car with that mechanic Yeah, yeah exactly so you when we're looking at youth coaches in particular if we start seeing these things and they're like not staying up to date on coaching certs or not staying up to date on like these aren't huge modern things right they've known lifting weights is good for kids for the last 30 years it's taken a while for that information to kind of trickle down through the the ranks yep but if we have coaches with those kind of it's the opposite of a growth mindset right where that's how he's done it or that's how she's done it and they're going to stay coaching like that because that's how they were coached. We really need to be cognizant of that. Um. So if you do have a kid or your brother or your sister or whatever who's getting coached by someone like that who's extremely closed off to strength training, yeah, you probably need to start looking around or at least asking why their opinions are that way. And to be honest, I can't think of anything more dangerous Yeah. Than a kid playing a high impact sport, yeah. whether it's sprinting, soccer, yeah. football, rugby, and not having the requisite strength to put up with those high forces. And honestly, any kind of strength
1: training, misguided or not, is much better yeah. than no strength training at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as complete newbies as all you athletes will have to be, any kind of stimulus will uh, will um, will cause some kind of you know response. As opposed to no stimulus, and just in sports specific.
0: Yeah, and when we are talking about strength training, this is yeah. like sit ups, yeah, push ups, planks, yep, yeah, planks, pull ups, glute bridges.
1: Like we're not talking about max back squats. Or no, anything.
0: no, no, or max. like getting them to pull on a two hundred kilo deadlift. No, like no, it's like real, like really simple calisthenic movements. Yeah, maybe some kettlebells, maybe some barbells. Yeah, people also tend to have this thing that, oh, training with weights is as if lifting a barbell is any different than when their grandmother gets them to get a wheelbarrow of soil, yeah. and bring it around to the back of the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. their yeah. the wheelbarrow is probably three times heavier than a barbell, and um,
1: all of the literature or like there's been a, a very high conclusion in last years uh, of diversity. Yeah, specificity is, is what causes mass once injury and in yeah. new athletes. So people think. Also, there was I think there was, was something recently there was that specificity made you more likely to be worse at your chosen sport. Yeah. So let alone injury risk. Just your ability, your your long term performance was going to be mass massively reduced, you know.
0: So when you look at Ilya, yeah. Ilya Illin, grew up in a gym. Yeah. Um and he's like there's loads of inducer there asking him what he did when he was a kid. So his like w- the weight of thing actually probably is a bad example no but they knew he was going yeah. to be a weightlifter but he still ran around and did everything yeah yeah yeah. Glockov played every single sport Gabriel did of the Chinese gymnastics Gabriel did gymnastics a lot of the Chinese came from sprinting or but their, or their um, athletics
1: their general training is like the same for the first four years I think for most sports yeah. and sports schools yeah yeah running yeah. And lifting jumping blah, blah 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 blah, blah, all that shit you know yeah weightlifting is probably actually a poor example even though they still like we're just saying there but you actually have to specify weightlifting earlier which is because yeah. of the dynamic nature of it it's I kind think of
0: still by the age of Fourteen, you can yeah. choose to specify,
1: but every other sport like
0: massive lit- keep it wide.
1: I think st- someone went over the number of sports uh, Michael Phelps played, and it was astronomical. It was yeah. like r- f- played basketball. I think he played like uh, tennis, just crazy numbers sports. I can't remember the ones now, but I remember it was like there was loads of them. There was six or seven different sports yeah. like that uh, he played well into his teens or something. Like, uh, like you know, and there's tons of stories of athletes like that. You know, yeah, and are, it's
0: like if you take it as a rule of thumb again that anything that builds your physical literacy is good yeah and it so say if you just want to run marathons right yeah but yet you play soccer yeah you play a bit of tennis yeah you suddenly have these two different modalities where yeah. you're getting used to moving on your feet yeah swinging your arm. swinging your arms you're Island getting used to being unbelievably stable yeah getting used to putting high degrees of force through your bones and through your body. So you have a bone density in excess of somebody who just runs marathons because you've more force gone through your body. You've an ability to produce more force because Mm -hmm. you're used to stepping to the side and doing more sprinting action. And then you probably have an endurance level that's indicative of somebody who could easily move on to running marathons. So it's not like you've never done any endurance work. You've yeah. a high enough mitochondrial density that you can at least start training for a marathon.
1: And the best thing about strength training as one of those um, uh, what you call it, kind of modalities that we yeah. want to diversify into, is that strength training is such an easily controllable uh one we can do use. Yeah, yeah. So if, if let's like, so we're talking about um, so if we treat strength training as a separate sport, yeah. So if we treat it like, say, we have a young potential future michael phelps let's say and that's our tennis star whoever and we're so we know he needs to be doing like he needs to be doing a bit of running a bit of track and field all that and they're also really high variables and yeah. it's very easy to also get injured doing those whereas if one of those instead of three like say basketball tennis and swimming let's say we have basketball tennis and strength work yeah so we have three different very different things but the, uh, that strength training one is super controllable. Yeah. Very easy to progress. Very easy to see progression. Yeah. It's S- the most scalable of yeah, all those. Exactly. It's the mo- literally the most scalable of all of those. It's it's literally infinite scaling. Yeah. Very super tight margins of control. You can really control it. But it's still a lifelong skill. It's, it's just, it's yeah. no end the benefits of it. So doing think that. about,
0: right, Michael Phelps, baby Michael, comes in on a Saturday morning to his tennis class, right? Yeah. And he says, oh, I've been up really late. Was at a birthday party last night or whatever a 14-year-old Smoking does. So a 14-year-old girl. Ah, he was. <laughs> um. So, right, he's tired. He might have a small bit of a niggle, say, like a sore elbow. Yeah. That tennis coach doesn't say. So what the tennis coach might do is like, oh, we're going to do a 50 minute session instead of an hour and 20. Yeah. But he's not going to make it a slower-moving tennis ball. He can't make it a smaller tennis court, no. re- realistically. He's not going to hit the ball slower. He's Yeah, his opponent probably isn't going to play any differently because he's just in a normal tennis club. Whereas if we go to a strength training class, right, we take a 14-year-old who was supposed to do back squats, yeah. pressing, pulling, and a bit of conditioning.
1: He can still do those back squats, and those yeah. ellipses or whatever. Yeah.
0: Those back squats become 15 kilos lighter yeah. for fives instead of eights. Yeah. Those deadlifts now become deadlifts from blocks yeah. or something slightly higher so that the range of motion is uh, decreased. Yeah, The stuff from the bars suddenly becomes stuff from the rings where their feet are planted on the floor. Yep, yeah. And then we've taken a session that still has unbelievable value to the athlete. Yeah, They're still progressing. They're still doing the same movements, yeah. still learning, still no, getting stronger.
1: None of those are vital as well. None a- no. everything can be dropped. All of those. Yeah, yeah. But if you're playing tennis, you can't stop swing you can't stop you know, you can't drop you the can't tennis do it, racket. Yeah, yeah. You can't do and, a session without the racket And still get a productive session, realistically. No. But you can like I was saying, he's supposed to do presses but his elbow sore. He can literally do anything else in that gym. Yeah. And it'll still be super productive in the right way. And he will like nothing nothing is of, of utmost importance. Nothing no. has to be there. And you have such a range of um, of exercises to choose from and strength training in the gym. It's sometimes you remember an exercise you you haven't thought of in three years. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's, such yeah. It's, it's And it's not because it was useless. You just totally forgot about it. Yeah. You think of it again, and you're like, holy shit, this is really useful. I'm going to do this again for a while. Like the the possibilities are endless for that kind yeah. of stuff.
0: And the possibilities of keeping people entertained and keeping people enjoying sessions are yeah. so endless. I think probably the last group we should probably talk about is ageing populations.
1: Probably the m- most important people. who
0: And the people who get the most bang for their buck.
1: From the easiest sessions. Yeah.
0: So, like, we're talking about people, ageing populations, it can be anybody from mid-40s through until... Uh, Mid-30s now.
1: 85s. People <laughs> want to out of shape, people like...
0: Yeah. So, like, we, if we just talk about kind of retirement age, 65 and above, right?
1: 67 by the time we're finished. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, These are people who traditionally never went fucking near a gym, right? No way. They'd go for walks. Yeah. They might do some cycling. They might
1: only be doing that in the last five years, though. Yeah, but
0: they might play a sport like golf. Yeah. Really (laughs) low impact. Really low impact sports, right? Yeah. Which... Or golf. Or golf. Um, (laughs) Gertrude's debate whether golf is a sport (laughs) or not (laughs) continues. So... Right. Because these on paper, right, if you think about an older woman or an older gentleman, they don't want to be doing high impact things. Right. Yeah. Whereas when you look at the issues that these populations have, the main things are sarcopenia, like muscle wasting. Osteoporosis. And osteoporosis, which is bone degradation. Well,
1: you've those. um, Yeah. Also, you've um, muscle tissues affecting brain activity as well as apparently. Yeah. The communication. Yeah. Yeah. But so, like, if we just take those
0: two things, right, they are solely reliant Mm -hmm. on the amount of force being put on the body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if we have weak, brittle bones, the only thing that makes those bones any stronger is by putting strong loads on them. And they'll adapt it energetically. Yeah, so they keep, it keeps coming. It's the exact same to try and make a more dense teenage bone than it is to make a more dense adult or late adult bone. Yep. So instead of going for the forty-minute walk, right? You suddenly get them doing nice, doable kettlebell deadlifts, going through a range of motion that's safe for them. Box squats. For squats. now. Squats. Temporarily. Yeah. So like with a y- goblet. And squat. it's even just sitting back onto a chair, you know, yeah. that's the right height. Um doing things like everybody will be able to get down onto the floor and go into a push up position and hold the plank. you know what's the length of time will obviously vary hugely. A stellar one is
1: Turkish get ups.
0: But if very you, difficult for
1: But if you if you want to train for a life in a vertical yeah. illness, you, like so a lot of times... So we're getting very morbid here, but we'll keep going. We're going with this. But, but it's realistic, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of times people don't die of old age, right? What happens is they're in the shower. Yeah. You fall and break your hip, okay? You broke your hip. First of all, you fell because you've terrible proprioception. You've lost yeah. all ability. And your actual agility yeah. goes. It's totally gone, right? Yeah. Your hip, you break your hip or your leg or whatever because your bone density is so low, right? Yeah. So you go into hospital where you end up getting pneumonia, yeah, which yeah. happens... Unfortunately, it happens so
0: much. Yeah,
1: and you, your lung capacity is horrendous. You've terrible lung capacity because you've yeah. no aerobic fitness. You've no muscle, so you the, f- the infection uh, attacks your body. You know, you've yeah. no muscle mass to lose. You've nothing extra to lose. Yeah, so you start losing part like your the muscle in your heart. You know, you start you, you just you die. Everything from becomes a lot weaker. Yeah, it's got compromised. So yeah. then you you die from the pneumonia. Whereas if you had if you're doing Turkish get-ups with a six kilo hell for the last yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah. You get up off the floor with a bruise in your hip and you're like...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob's your uncle, you continue with your shower. Yeah, and you uh, you cannot stress the importance of muscle density and bone density in older people.
1: Those two scenarios are vastly different outcomes depending on what you were doing.
0: And that's small lifestyle changes, right? Three times a week. We're not even talking about diet changes or giving up uh, like bad habits, right? It's literally... Instead of going for your walk, you have a sixteen kilo kettlebell at home, and you're doing small things that will improve ranges of motion, improve muscle density and bone density.
1: Literally twenty minutes, three times a week would make so much difference. Yeah, like as opposed to, or even if you change it from so that walk, you walk up and down the stairs for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Just
1: something, just something tough. You know, that feels tough to
0: you, and and like. You're not. It's not going to look like fucking the competition floor after wads right? With <laughs> fucking spit and vomit and sweat everywhere, right? Blood. Something that slightly elevates the heart rate. Yeah. Increases internal uh, core temperature. Yeah. And should give your muscles a feeling like yeah. they're getting full of blood. So, like, you're increasing blood flow to a muscle group. You know there's an increase in force, right? So even just walking up and down the stairs. You're putting more pressure down through the bone structures.
1: You should be moving through a plane, a range of, a plane of motion. And yeah. It should be some, something that you're not doing every day.
0: Yeah. It should be challenging.
1: Like if you're of a certain age or let's say your, your grandparents or your parents or whatever, like get them to stand up out of
0: the chair 10 times. Well, there's like a, there's a sit up test which is like getting up from a sitting position. There's a get-up-and-go test, which are all, like, they do these tests in nursing homes and they'll do them, like, on a biannual basis. There's loads of these tests, and they're so simple. It might be getting up from a seated position, walking, doing a figure of eight that's 10 meters long, getting back into a seated position, and you're talking about, like, all-cause mortality going down by... Eighty-five percent. It's not even. It's 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 fucking gigantic. It's not even
1: funny how like no how much of an impact you can have on people if you just just do anything. Literally, yeah. and it's just like I'm saying, you know, it's better that you would at be doing any kind of strength training yeah. within reason. Obviously, no, let's not fucking go crazy with this, but then no strength training. So same yeah. for everybody. Yeah, all ages groups.
0: And it's like it's unbelievably disappointing then when you see, um, like healthcare professionals, whether it be a physiotherapist a GP someone yeah. like that right so an older person this happened twice in the facility that we, I was working in, where we had older people training they'd get an injury so one person got a knee injury and another person got like oh, it was like a shoulder but kind of down into his lat injury yeah went to a physiotherapist first thing the physiotherapist said was stop training straight away oh my God. right
1: but I like everyone gets that like everybody gets that yeah
0: and it's like these are the most at-risk population group there's so many things we can be doing really really well to help them yet all we're doing is taking the lazy option we're not telling them to adapt we're not telling them to keep going with the exercise but just do things that don't hurt instead we're just taking the lazy option because they've used their 40-minute session Mm -hmm. we couldn't be fucking ass keeping them in the chair that five minutes longer to be like no, do you know what? You can keep doing your kettlebell stuff at home. Yeah, but you can't do the squatting part.
1: Yeah, or just keep doing your kettlebell presses or something like that. Yeah,
0: and um, they're probably, in terms of, so if you're a coach or a trainer or even just an athlete who has some interest in coaching people, in terms of a population group, that is the most important population group you will ever have contact with. Awesome. In terms of making yeah. a difference on their life,
1: the most satisfying difference I think you'll see yeah. as well, like especially with someone close to you. If you help them, you know, and the difference. Another thing as well is a kind of an intangible difference, but how much better y- they'll feel. Yeah. Because your ability, your just uptake, the up- the demand on your body to produce more energy and to be more efficient with the energy. Yeah. Them feeling less shit will have such a big difference. I feel a lot of people, if you talk to people, old people who have been fortunate enough to stay, be introduced to strength training or exercise, speci- specifically strength training, the difference they'll feel in less than a year yeah you know it's 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 a lot more satisfying than adding two kilos to some of the snatch you know
0: yeah one of my uncles just started shank training yeah back in february and it's like hilarious to hear him talk about it yeah yeah jokes he's in his late 70s and it's like joe that's great now and i can I'm, I'm adding a bit of weight to the bar now yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, what they like they get excited about the same stuff everybody else gets excited about yeah but then when you actually talk to him it's like I feel so much better when I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. I might feel sore for like half an hour because my legs are a bit sore yeah but he's like I feel unbelievable I feel like a better grandparent yeah like Joe you know, there are proper differences having a 16 year old freak athlete as class right but they're a freak athlete anyway but they're a freak athlete you athletes. didn't do anything no 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 <laughs> whereas like yeah actually making differences to people is yeah. what, be, what you should aim to do I think we don't have to
1: do some specifics for like exercises kind of and maybe the order of them for athletes yeah so if we're talking for general field athletes now
0: so for a field athlete in an off season mm-hmm. what you need to do is you need to fill certain criteria, right so the first one is you need to have high load exercises so mm-hmm. bilateral you're on both your legs you're putting a high degree of force and a fairly high volume through your body so you'll probably have things like squats deadlifts yeah thrusters yeah push press bench press would you do push press yeah oftentimes it's not really done right though is it? if you see like people in lifting sports it's very important for like line out lifts yeah uh, any impact sports and stuff like that they'll be able to do it they won't have a great rack position but they'll get through to any of us <laughs> <laughs> so um it's also i suppose important a higher level than that is just have
1: a destination in mind for the end of your yeah. off- season have, oh my god yeah i yeah, have yeah. those like so like your coach might have told you if you're lucky enough, he might say, "Dara, you're too slow. Yeah, you need to lose a bit of weight and get a bit faster. Yeah, or Dara, you need to be stronger. Yeah, and you know you've got fairly little things there to to pick. So let's say you are, you were like, okay, I need to get. Let's say the athlete needs to get faster. Yeah,
0: what's he do? So right, athlete needs to get faster, Dave. Eight weeks from the off season. First thing you need to do is pick maybe three or four things that they're gonna do to get faster.
1: So back squats.
0: So. They need to back squat a certain amount of weight. Yeah. They need to be doing a sprinting drill and achieving a certain time at the sprinting drill. Yeah. Um. They might need a certain range of motion that's been cut off for them. So, like sprinting ankle stiffness is very important. Yeah. So they might be able to do calf step up with a certain weight or calf raise with a certain weight.
1: But it's not the same as lack of mobility now. No,
0: no, no. But stiffness is the important thing. Yeah, yeah. And then they might need better core strength. So let's say. They need a four minute plank. Yeah. Set those small goals. Yeah. And then start programming around those smaller goals.
1: Well, like, <clears throat> I suppose for planks, they're just on. I know you're not. You're just being general. Yeah. But in general, if you can do a plank for more than a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. Start it's like, waiting. At, yeah, yeah. Start yeah, yeah, changing up. Yeah. You know, do something different. So
0: maybe like plank Wait. with your feet on a, a wall ball. Yeah. Plank on one foot. Weight on your midsection. Yeah. All those things. I definitely agree with that. Um. So. I'd we have it. our overarching goal Yep. get faster Yep. we have our four to six minor goals that we're going to use to get there so they're like yep. our steps on the ladder up they're to that platform important. they're just to feel
1: like you're a progressing. Yeah. goal even if you're not definitely doing it they feel like you will you know. yeah
0: and then we're going to write our program around that so we always start with the higher skill movements first Yep. for an off-season um athlete they're probably going to be looking at things like power cleans they're going to be looking at things like uh Possibly a jerk or something along those lines. Yeah, me- maybe a snatch high pull from blocks. Yeah. So once you have those worked out, you might pick, say, with four sessions a week, you might pick three to four exercises. Yeah. Put them at the start of each of the sessions and work out reasonable loads. Yeah. Right. You're an athlete. You're not a weightlifter. You're not a powerlifter. Work out loads that you get stimulus from. but yeah. That's it. If it hurts, don't do it anymore. No.
1: Doesn't so matter what it is. If if figure so, if you can. Figure out why it's hurting. Yeah. And if you can't, just stop doing just it. St- <laughs> yeah. And I no- normally wouldn't tell people to do that. But if you're an athlete, like we were saying earlier, nothing matters. This isn't your jam. Yeah. Nothing matters. If it can't yeah. do it, okay, give a certain amount of time. And if you're, you know, if you know, if you're being dumb. Yeah. But if you feel like you've tried to fix it and you just, you just, it just keeps hurting you. Let's say deadlifts keep fucking you up for some reason. They keep hurting your back. You know, you fixed your form. You, you went from sneakers to flat shoes. You changed your grip. You changed your loading. You try to fix everything and it's still hurting. hard thing. Yeah. What's there, the point? What's the point exactly? You're just, not...
0: your sport. in deadlifting. Yeah. Don't be afraid of just stopping go it. Go to a kettlebell swing. Yeah. Go to an RDL. Heavy kettlebell swings. Go to a seated good morning. Yeah. Go, like there's a huge amount of stuff. So hips or belt del- belt squats. Yeah. Shit of things you could be doing. So right. We have our four power exercises. Yeah. Then if it's... And a, a field athlete they're probably going to look f- to do some strength work as well right yeah in terms of getting the most bang for your buck your your sessions aren't going to be really long so the next thing we look at is our big exercises so our squats our presses our pulls we're probably going to start supersetting those with some accessory work so on the first day i might do a back squat and i'd uh superset that with just some simple rows love rows, yeah
1: right? especially for athletes And a good strong upper back is something
0: that's yeah they can't be over
1: Strong back and legs are really important for weightlifting, but it's kind of funny how it's so important for every other athlete yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know? So
0: we start we'll get our main strength exercises programmed for three or four days. Yeah. Set little PPs as well or yeah. set little goals in those two, specifically And start lighter than you ever imagine. Then eight weeks is a long ass time, right? You
1: can always add more weight later. Yeah. But you can't take, take off weight. Off. Yeah, you just can't. So it's super important. That goes for everyone listening. Yeah on any program, any of our programs, none of our programs, just start so much lighter than you'll ever think you need to. Yeah. Because you can always add a bigger jump later. But if you start off too heavy, you just fucked yourself up so much. Yeah. You can't take it off as you go on. Well, you can, but then you have to start
0: all over again. Yeah. And then we're left with the last area of um, kind of assistance work or hypertrophy work. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at supersets or sets of... Basic bodybuilding exercises yep. combined with core work, so lower back, upper back, midsection, anterior core work, um, hip flexor work, all those small little exercises. Super set them together. Mm-hmm. What I really like for off-season athletes is if we're gonna train four days a week, I'm gonna program three different sessions. So, day one, day two, day three, and then my fourth session of the week is day one on repeat. Oh yeah. Because they have so much rigidity during the season. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of practice at their actual exercises, right? That's right. true, actually. So then we cut down the amount of exercises by 25%. How would you load that on the repeat day, then? So you just write it like a three-day-a-week program, but just add it in. Mm-hmm. So you still progress the same way. Oh, okay. And you still progress. It just takes two days off, the recovery time. You're not going to be pushing the volume or the intensity that much. Mm-hmm. And it also means that Monday isn't always squat day. Wednesday isn't always deadlift day it's constantly rotating yeah uh, there's a high degree of variance without adding variance for the sake yeah. of it
1: it's still kind of very consistent
0: yeah and um, for people for people like
1: I think we didn't really touch on what fighters should be doing no so if you're an MMA fighter or boxer
0: or kickboxer or Taekwondo so the, their scope of what they have to get good at is so wide right yeah you need So it's like CrossFit, except even wider. So you need an athlete who's very good endurance, huge ability to produce power very, very fast. Yeah. They need to be able to have. They need to have high strength levels. So when you're grappling and pulling on the floor, in particular, in their grip and their upper body, really, really stable core and midsection.
1: I really like those kind of weighted dips and weighted pull-ups. There, They're like some real
0: staples. And then you have the fighting skills. Yeah, like striking, grappling. Defending like all Everything on top of it So To be honest What I think you need to do Is you need to write out Those six or eight Different skills we have mm-hmm. Like physical skills That I might say The mental and the actual but Motor patterns
1: If we're looking at just um Just for strength Gym work now though Just for strength work Yeah like so Let's say we're just talking About strength work for those people I'd
0: follow something Very very similar With lef- less of an emphasis On all out strength
1: Yeah I, would, like, I really like the idea of um Like weighted pull ups Yeah Weighted dips Weighted push ups um, like
0: horizontal rows, weighted those. Yeah, like and really you're looking at getting more of your strength work through upper body calisthenic movements. Yeah, than you are through, um, lower body or total body strength movements.
1: Things like th- the kind of like those trap bar deadlifts again, or yeah. something I throw in there, like not so much um, straight bar kind of. No. Well, I, I would if if the quality of movements is high, and you can you can do it without hurting yourself. Like, because the benefits would be huge, of course, but again realistically, it's the point again of what you get with the who's bang for the buck like fighters a lot of the time will still be practicing their skill a lot in their off season isn't really an off season it's, no. it's kind of a break when they choose to have a break yeah so and realistically they won't ever stop fighting totally or practicing it so it may or may not be worth the fatigue from a back squat um, having poor or reducing your performance in your f- in your fighting training you know which yeah. again is, is is always trumps it, you know yeah
0: and i think like you're looking at producing the well-rounded athlete more so in fighting than in a lot of other sports you know the people yeah you're looking at an athlete who's strong high levels of endurance so i think with their actual strength sessions you're looking for deficits mm-hmm. and you're looking to kind of fight those fires you know if it's their ability to keep their hands up is might be poor you're looking at then just building endurance in it like the deltoids in the upper back there's a huge like myriad of difference.
1: The, you know, you see people doing weighted punches. With no, know,
0: don't do it. Oh my God! Five kilo kettlebell in each hand. In yeah, yeah. Shadow boxing. Shadow boxing a bag for two minutes. Why doesn't that Fuck work? Fuck off! Why doesn't Why weighted doesn't punches it work? Yeah. Why aren't they doing something? that won't fatigue that motor pattern Mm -hmm. so right say are you almost you're like what you're doing is you're training canelo is there right be slow yeah you're training don't bring up canelo a motor pattern that isn't perfect yeah right because you have a weight in your hand you're training your arms to become slower at moving Mm -hmm. because you're trying to still punch what you're, you're really trying to focus on there right is the motor skill of keeping a small degree of tension in a muscle mm-hmm. to keep your arms up the whole time, right? Yeah, you can suddenly like start doing crucifix holds, start doing work on rings that will work on all that. Yeah, but it's not going to fatigue the system in the identical way. Yeah, you want to keep that skill away from yeah. it. Yeah, still training the same muscles
1: and same patterns and such. Um, It'll be
0: like so. If we were to take that example of weightlifting, it's like someone doing a snatch. But they do a small little pause at their hips so they have to pull more with their upper back <laughs> and they're doing it to try and get bigger traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it's it, yeah. It, like when we take it and it's just fucking moronic. I don't think we need to talk about strength training for CrossFitters, really. No.
1: I don't think. that will be probably separate.
0: Yeah. Separate podcasts. So we have an exciting week next week. Exciting. You'll be getting plenty of content.
1: Um, I think that's it for now. Yeah. I don't think, Um, as always, at Seek Strength on Instagram
0: shoot us any questions yeah if you have any program inquiries let us know yep Um, and that's it I think so thanks bye